It's time to reveal the prize and clue start dates for Cycle Search 2022, presented by Total Media, along with the Tri-State Power Sports Superstore, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. This year's prize is a KO250 dirt bike, along with an accessory package valued at over $4,500. That's right, a KO250 dirt bike. Clues begin on Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. There'll be one clue each day, Monday through Friday, till the prize pack is found. Pack is hidden somewhere in the listening area. Be safe when searching, and good luck. It's Cycle Search 2022, sponsored by Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. There has never been a better time than now to come join the Belicio Foods team. Belicio has a new contract in place with plenty of awesome perks for their employees. From increased wages, access to the free health clinic, vacation after six months, and much more, Belicio Foods is committed to putting their employees first. For more information or to apply, visit Beliciofoods.com careers. Take advantage of these great new employee benefits and join the Belicio team today. Visit Beliciofoods.com careers to learn more. Well, happy Monday, everyone. After a wild and crazy Super Bowl Sunday, of course, Jennifer here. I'm back. If you missed me, if you didn't, totally cool. I'm back anyway. James and I missed you. Did you? That is official. Well, I appreciate that. And it's only because you had to work twice as hard, right? Um, (laughs) James has already said so. Right, right. Well, I don't know what size shoes you have, but I think they're big ones. Oh, well, thanks, Pete. Um, but yes, of course, we're back. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday yesterday. Lots to talk about there. Of course, Pete Wilson here to do the news with lots to talk about uh, on that end as well. Um, but as you saw at the very top of our uh, intro, it is cycle search time, Pete. Right. I tell you what, uh, if you so are exciting. a Jackson County Broadcasting Company radio aficionado, you know, you've been with us, a listener, a loyal listener for many years. Yes. The cycle search is in deep into our DNA. It is. Uh, I was talking with Chris Henry, one of our uh, veteran sales reps mm-hmm. this morning, and it goes back uh, at least twenty five years. He says it's it's. I would say so. It is just a it's just a rite of winter. You know, it starts early in the year and uh, usually goes for four to six weeks or whatever. That's and right. And it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's a lot of fun to participate. People like contests, and oh, then man. at the end of the day, if you're the winner, I mean, my gosh, it's this. This is a valuable prize, it and we're not kidding. Is you are not kidding, and. Of course, so I'll read it to you. Um, we won't go into all the detail every day, but we are going to give you the clues sometime during the show every day here on The Morning Show. Right. But uh, Total Media and, of course, our good friends at Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. Uh, cycle search is underway, and here's today's clue brought to you today by our good friends at Cole's Furniture. And also Hammond Hardware. And there is uh, the KO 250 dirt bike with an accessories package. And that is, of course, thanks to Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. And we will begin the clues today. And, of course, we will be doing one of them every day here on the program at some time. But today's clue. Are you ready, Pete? Let's go. All right. Cycle Search 2022 is underway, and a KO250 may be coming your way. Okay. Anything right. in there? 
I don't know. You have to be pretty incisive. I know. You have to be a. So here's you have to the think thing. about them hard and then put them together. Correct. So here's the thing. Number one, there's only one person in the building that knows, and I don't even know who that person is, but there's only one person that works here that knows where that packet is hidden. So don't ask us because we don't know. <laughs> Literally. Literally, Absolutely. we do not know. And they only let one person know. One person knows. Number two, you can hang on every word of every clue because many, many times the clue will have, like, pick out one word that means something. And it may mean something with, like, a clue a week from now. Right, exactly. So you have to be very, very vigilant in keeping track of them. Right, you really, you really have to kind of string them together and you, to come up with the, to come up do. with the conclusion. And uh, you know, it's probably not going to happen quick. That's not how it's designed. So no, you just of course have to, not. You just have to be patient. You and do stick with it, but you have daily. to stick with it, and you have to listen to those daily clues because, as we said. There may be one word in one of those clues that goes with something else later on down the road, and you're starting to put things together, and you're thinking, oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. People traipsing through the ice and snow and everything else to find these packets. Trying to figure out where it is, and, uh, you know, I know it's been... Uh it's it's they always hide it. Uh, it's just not here in Jackson where, where we're at. It could no. be anywhere. It could be in another county, one of, of our counties where we... Where you know our our signal goes, a neighboring county perhaps, and uh, as you said, only one person knows on that. So don't uh, ask us. I well, well there don't was, know. <laughs> there was a, an, an internal memo put out that Jennifer and Pete aren't to know because they're blabbermouths. Because they say everything that they do know. <laughs> that, 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 that's right. We're communicators, so don't tell <laughs> us. Right. The news people. Don't tell the news people. Pete would publish it in the paper, the big headline. Where it's... <laughs> It'd be the front page. <laughs> anything, anything that gets sales, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. All right. Well, Pete, you do. Um, you are full of a lot of news today. Lots of stuff going on. Of course, a wonderful full Super Bowl. Didn't turn out our way if you're a Bengals fan yesterday. But a good showing nonetheless. Right. But I tell you what, and uh, almost in line with what you can expect in these playoffs, came down to, to the final just minute. The, yeah, the, the final wire. play, really. Yes. The final play, because there still at least was hope there with uh, yep. Joe Burrow that something would happen in that last minute. But at the end of the day, I, I think, you know, if you're looking for one factor, it was the Rams pass rush. Yes. That was just too much. And that was a lot of the speculation, pregame speculation. Correct. That that would be, you know, a, a key a key determination in the outcome. It was. If that great defensive line, maybe the best in football, would be able to put too much pressure too quickly on Burrow. Yep. And, of course, we've known all along, you know, that the offensive line for the Bengals uh, is their weak spot. And, yes. and we've got to keep this in mind. You've got two starters, right guard and left guard. I mean, right guard and right tackle that were subs. Correct. And that's on top of what your normal of personnel is. The fact that they're going not against, the strongest. Going anyway. against maybe the best defensive line in football and what everybody seems to agree is the best defensive lineman in football in Aaron Donald. Whew. I've never seen a pro football game Holy where the focus man. was on a defensive tackle <laughs> rather than a offensive star. But, you know, so many shots of him. And I tell you what, at the they did a pretty good job because they double teamed him a lot. But he was the one who made the last sack yep. of Burrow 
when it was fourth and uh, whatever. And uh, there was still hope, though, that maybe they could kick a field goal at least yeah, to force right. it into overtime. Tie it or something. And, you know, it was, I will say, you know, you wanted to see the Bengals with the with the win. But to see him interviewed after the game and his excitement, uh, Donald, and, and just – it was it was really heartwarming to see because he was so excited about it. And, you know, you are happy for them, regardless of who wins and, and who loses. So. Right. Well, it, it what is, a feeling that would be. It is obviously the ultimate uh, to win uh, the championship in whatever sport you are. Yep. And there is nothing more hyped than the Super Bowl, of course. So Correct. That's probably, you know, when you're talking about a a final championship for any sport, that is probably the ultimate you know, uh, baseball, basketball, or whatever, have a series of games, you know, a long path to get yes. there. But with pro football, even though it's a long season and you have the playoffs, uh, they put so much uh, attention on the Super Bowl, that two-week lead-in to it, that yep. by that time, everybody is interested in the oh, outcome of that game. The whole they world talk, watches the Super Bowl. They talk Bowl. about it on the regular news channels. You know, it switches to super pre-Super Bowl coverage. And, Absolutely. And people who don't know uh, – who don't know a you know a, a a yard line from a soccer stripe are making predictions on the game. So I was laughing because Jamie and I were <laughs> at the airport in Mexico, and the girl that the first person that we encountered who was checking our passports and stuff, she even said, oh, "You're going to Cincinnati," and I said, "Yeah," and she said, "Oh, are you so excited for the game?" And we were like, "Yeah," and we were telling her about Burrow being you know, close to her hometown. She was just like, that's so cool and whatever. And um, so I thought, man, even there, they know, um, you know, the significance of it and, and how important it is. But uh, Right. And the Bengals, you know, I think we can say that you never know for sure. And, you know, I'm hardened by many years of, 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 uh, of losing and being miserable uh, because your team is not only yeah. not winning, but they're losing badly. Yes. Uh, so I'm hardened by that. So I'm not <laughs> counting on everything. But if you look at the facts, you know, you've got a young team, you've got a charismatic quarterback who is only in his second year. Uh, you have uh, some draft choices coming in to maybe where you can make some improvements where you most need them. Correct. Offensive line, as For we sure. talked about. And what the Bengals also have now is they're kind of a team on the rise. They maybe came in ahead of schedule by making the Super Bowl yeah. here. Outkick their they, coverage a little bit. <laughs> they can get, they can maybe get free agents to come into Cincinnati that they haven't had before because they you know, everybody wants to be part of a, <laughs> yeah. of, a of a winner. That's so, right, and and man, do they have some momentum? Even with a loss, they have a huge momentum going and right. Um, and you excitement think around that. Team. It is when you think you know the way it was around here in in just Jackson, Ohio, uh, for the last two weeks. It was oh. something. I mean, you saw Man. stripes everywhere. You could not you buy or find Bengal no, gear. No, there was no you know, Bengal gear were, to if be you had. You were right in doing that, so uh, it was just it was just something. And the Burrow angle about him being a southeastern Ohio boy, Correct. just made it uh, you know all the more special. By golly, if he can do it, we ought to be able to do anything in Correct. our respective careers or whatever to the what an very ultimate to the very ultimate top level. You are one hundred percent correct. So you know, we certainly. Uh, we certainly look forward to next year there, and uh, you know right. I, we do think the future is bright. It's definitely bright for as them. As long as we can keep that boy on his on his yeah, let's on his keep legs. him upright and not horizontal, as we've said. But thank you to you and James for filling in and covering my rear end while um, I was gone. Well, we you know, it, the bills in the mail. 
Okay. Yeah, we 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 milked we milked the Bengals thing. We had Coach Hall and uh, in and Dan Morrow in, and we talked. We did That's one show really on that. That's really cool, though. You know that went over real well, and uh, so you know we we did fine. But we missed you, and we're so glad you're back. Oh well, thank you. All right. Well, we will talk about the news. Yeah. Now. What's going on? Once again, a mix of good and bad. Uh, very bad injury-related accident that occurred on Friday afternoon, and this is one that you. It seems like in recent years you hear more and more about. Uh, you know, we've got the the big highways, thirty-five and thirty-two. We do, and we've got a lot of truck traffic, semi rigs going through. You know, on their on their uh, on their routes to to wherever to deliver their goods. Well, this was a wreck just outside Jackson on State Route 32 at the U.S. Route 35 interchange where uh, a semi-rig, oh my. and there it is, was pulling out from the 35 exit ramp onto 32, was crossing the highway, and apparently pulled in front of a compact SUV that was driven by an 18-year-old a young lady from Batavia. Uh, her name was Colleen Arismith. She was heading west on 32, I assume maybe towards her hometown of Batavia, which okay. is down near Cincinnati. And the truck was pulling across the highway from 35 to turn on to 32. And according to the patrol report, uh, he basically failed to yield from a stop sign. Oh, no. And uh, the young lady ended up ramming into the left rear part of that big tractor trailer. And as you can see, it's almost, from that picture, wedged under the wow. tractor trailer. The young lady was taken to nearby Holzer Medical Center, Jackson, and then was flown immediately to Cabell sure. Huntington Hospital, which is a trauma center in Huntington, West Virginia. The last known uh, report on her is that her injuries were incapacitating and that they were very serious. Okay. Not heard an update to know how she's doing, but okay. uh, 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 Red Thompson Jr. there was on the scene to uh, Man, all to the well wishes show, headed that way. To show that. And so... Uh, once again, you know, when you're out there driving, be very careful. Drive defensively. Uh, because, That's the thing. Because, yes. you know, if you do that, you might be able to make up for a, 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 an error on somebody else's driving. Correct. The patrol wanted to put out uh, uh, a safety reminder at the end of this report for some reason. Don't know whether there's any direct connection. But they say wear your seatbelt, which is standard advice, and avoid distractions. So I don't know whether either of those two factors okay. were involved in this. But they did issue a reminder at the end of their report yep. to mind those two uh, safety factors. All right. Osa, okay. Also, on uh, late Thursday night, uh, there was a fire in the Oak Hill area. It was just outside the village on Smith Street, uh, just across from the CM Cemetery there. And uh, a house that uh, a family was in the process of moving out of. They weren't living there at the time, but they still had lots of their possessions in there. At oh, 9.31 p.m. on that uh, Thursday evening, which was the 10th, uh, that house caught fire. Uh, it was fully engulfed in flames by the time the Madison Jefferson Fire Department got there. I'm sure they got there very quick because it was an excellent department. They asked for help from four other fire departments, but they could not save the house. Fire had too much of a head start. As far as cause, no determination was made, absolutely. However, the owners of the house said that uh, even though utilities had been turned off, they had left a candle burning. So there is a possibility oh, no. that okay. that had something to do with possibly igniting the fire. The owner of the structure 
was a Dale Atkins who lives nearby on South Street, and it was his family, his daughter or son, uh, who reportedly had lived in the house, and they were in the process of moving into another one, but they still had plenty of possessions in the house. And we want to thank uh, Lieutenant Daniel Parker of the Madison Jefferson Fire Department for providing uh, some information uh, sure. on that fire. Okay, another big story uh, that happened while you were gone, Jennifer, uh, and you probably had heard something about uh, some of the concerns in recent years, and that's about the Chief Logan Boy Scout camp. Yes. Out there uh, off U.S. Route 35. Kind of sits in a in a corner where uh, the part of it is in Jackson County and Ross County, and Vinton County is right there, too. And it is okay. a big camp. It has been a standard part of Boy Scouting around here. Uh, summer camp, Boy Scout yeah, summer camp, for a and long they come time. from a wide area to go there. It's been a big part of the scouting experience since the 1970s. Well, you know the the Boy Scout uh, Council, which is the Simon Kenton Council, which is, operates out of Columbus. Uh, they have uh, said they've made no secret of the fact that they have financial problems. It's hard to keep up these properties. There's more than one Boy Scout camp that they manage. This sure. is one closest to us, of course. Yes, and. And they, a busy one. Right. And they were saying, uh, because of money, even though there was a strong lobbying effort to keep the scout camp open, that this past summer was going to be the last camp. Well, the nail was put in the coffin basically on February the 4th when the board of the Salmon, Simon Kenton Council met and Aww. they agreed to go through with a purchase agreement to sell that property. And that is, of course, another part of the story. Now, Dr. Rick Billman, who lives here in Jackson, has an optometry practice. He has been a longtime scouting leader and supporter. He was actually on the Simon Kenton Council Board. Okay. He was at that February 4th meeting, and his was the only vote against uh, going through with the sale. Aww. Now, the, um, the buyer is, and this is going to be something we're going to have to continue to research because this is, like I say, a big part of the continuing story, Wellness Wishes, which is a new nonprofit corporation formed about 10 years ago, has bought this land to use it as kind of some kind of camp uh, in its own right. And okay. they supposedly have options out to buy additional land in the area. And uh, our uh, associate editor, Phil Buffington, did a good job making some contacts and getting some in, in, uh, initial information about Wellness Wishes. But Wellness Wishes is a nonprofit corporation, and they have four fields of impact, veterans, first responders, underserved populations, and conservation. And their objective of this project they plan to do out at the scout camp, or the former scout camp, is to provide an environmentally supported and sustainable safe sanctuary for homeless veterans and animals in need. Okay. okay. So this is a uh, corporation that is, that is going to operate in a wide area, and they have chosen this scout camp or the former scout camp to do their thing. We're going to hear a lot more about Wellness Wishes Interesting. Uh, in the future. Uh, they feel that they will make a good economic impact on the area. And so I guess the good part of the story is that it appears that the table is set for this property to continue to be used in a uh, very positive way for uh, positive things. Love that. And uh, they say that they're going to be able to hire some people on down the line and have many volunteers work as well. Okay. So 
you know, Very we will good. see. I know that wellness wish is a new thing. We had to do some Google and do some research yeah. just to be able to tell you that much. But the story that we have uh, in our um, in our uh, Wednesday paper has a lot of details about the Simon Kenton Council sale and also about wellness wishes. And that okay. story is online and that is a good place to get a lot of initial information. All right. While you were away, Superintendent Phil Howard of the Jackson City Schools made an important decision. The masks are coming off effective today <gasps> at, at Jackson High School and all Jackson City School buildings. Oh, nice. Okay. Now, they had made a decision back on November the 9th that the mask would come off at Jackson High School because, you know, the COVID cases were declining. Yep. It seemed like the worst was over. <clears throat> they kept the masks in place at the elementary and middle school because those kids were younger and, you know, all the vaccination opportunities hadn't been completed yet sure. or whatever. But of course, Omicron came on and there were lots more cases as we went into January and even at the end of December. And so during the Christmas break, uh, Superintendent Howard made the decision to put the mask mandate back in place at Jackson High School and for all activities there. That includes ball games and, and everything that happened there. So the mask were, uh, were, uh, the mask mandate was in place. During that time, uh, I uh, have different things that we covered at the school, including the ball games. Mm -hmm. I will say that some visiting schools, when they came to place in some of the basketball games, they were not used to a mask mandate being in place. Oh. Maybe it was the exception rather than the rule this late in the school year. Sure. And I know at one point when Wheelersburg came to Jackson, even though there were signs on the door about, you know, masks required and like that, a lot of folks in the crowd, particularly the visiting crowd, were not wearing masks. And Pat Stevens made an announcement during that game, that wasn't all long ago, less than a month ago, yeah. that the game would not continue if people did not put on their masks. And they even passed out masks. They had masks at the door, but apparently a lot of people weren't paying attention, Sure, blew it off or whatever. Yep. And as it turned out, most people did put on their masks and that game was able to continue. But uh, okay. that will no longer be an issue for right now because uh, the mask mandate will officially end uh, in the Jackson City Schools, and that is all buildings and for all extracurricular activities. Oh, that has to be if, so good for, if, for everybody involved. Monday, and, and Phil did this, of probably of all the schools, he has been, um, he has been on a voluntary basis uh, more proactive in releasing information because he wants to know why he's making the decision that there is a statistical basis for those decisions, sure. as well as the guidance and the mandates that may come from above. But really on this new wave of Delta and Omicron, schools and places have been kind of on their own to decide what to do. Yep. And Phil uh, Jackson was one of the first schools and last schools to not to, uh, you know, to have the mass mandate and then to undo the mass mandate. But the reason that he did, and he expected this to happen because he saw trends happening, you know, two or three weeks ago, the COVID cases are going down, the absenteeism rate is going down, and the absenteeism rate now is down to what you would expect at this time of year, and just a handful <clears throat> of COVID-related cases. And now, of Good. course, with the new guidance from the Jackson County Health Department, the High Department of Health, and the CDC, there is not as much mandatory quarantining going on when there are cases. Okay. All right. So very good. That, that's the latest from uh, from the COVID nineteen front. We don't have any new case numbers yet from Jackson and Vinton counties, but the numbers were heading in the right direction. I know you missed this, 
the numbers were heading in the direction Good. Uh, last week. But still, <laughs> we have to say this. There's still a lot of cases, yes. and there are some deaths and some hospitalizations yep. that are still taking place. Be careful. All right. Uh, while you were gone, Jennifer, we also gave the results of a um, of a uh, murder case where uh, a young lady uh, was uh, sentenced after pleading guilty in the uh, in the drug overdose death of Johnny Edwards, which uh, oh, yes. which took place more than a year ago. He was found uh, dead from a drug overdose. Uh, in a car parked at the Oak Hill McDonald's. Yes. Well, there is a related murder trial that is going on this week in Jackson County Common Police Court. It was scheduled to start today. As far as we know, it's still on. It's scheduled to go on through this Wednesday. It's the uh, it's the case involving Kevin French. He is a co-defendant in the same case where Rhonda Stahl, she was the female defendant who was sentenced last week. Okay. Uh, that trial is taking place uh today through Wednesday. And Rhonda Stahl, by the way, was sentenced to life in prison with the, with the chance for parole after 15 years. Okay. And uh, she was accused of, uh, of providing uh, Johnny Edwards with the drugs that uh, he ended up uh, committing a drug overdose with and then not, then not providing Narcon that she reportedly had in her possession that uh -huh. might have saved his life. I got gotcha. you. So she ended up being charged with murder, and Kevin French is okay. charged with murder as well, uh, a co-defendant there. So we'll certainly be watching that here and hopefully uh, be reporting on that on the radio and in the newspaper and on TV when I join you later in the week. Okay. All right. We want to tell you about a fundraiser uh, that we publicized here on Main Street TV Morning Show. Yep. You were here then, I, I think, the YMCA here. floor, yes. correct? All right. Well, they're gaining some momentum. Uh, we put a, a big story that Alex Shook did a wonderful job on a story that we had on the front page of our uh, last edition. And here, here's the deal. They need to raise $50,000 to redo the floor at the Jackson area YMCA. Okay. You know, they don't have the money just to do this themselves. It's got to be a community thing. Their approach, right. their concept, and, you know, they got a big donation from the Vinton County National Bank the Jackson County Banking Center of the Aww. Benton County National Bank to kind of, you know, grease the skids. But they are asking everybody in Jackson County to give $5. Yes. Now, it's not like everybody has to give $5, but if they do an average of $5, it's going to work out. And that right there you see on your monitor, you know, if you're watching there on Facebook right now live or even if you're watching on tape later, uh, that those are the YMCA folks and the folks from the Benton County National Bank who are uh, making that sizable donation. Uh, and in the picture, you see Kathy Eisenogle on the left. She is a YMCA board member. Yeah. You see Tim Harvey, the very uh, enthusiastic, optimistic, and positive executive director of the YMCA. He just bleeds optimism. Mm -hmm. We know we have, when we have him on the air and when we interview him for the paper. Then you have two uh, representatives of the Benton County National Bank in the Jackson, and it's Jackson County Banking Center. Uh, Callie Dahl, who is the manager of the of the Jackson County Banking Center, and Rachel Tipton, who is the manager of the uh, MacArthur <laughs> branch, and also uh, which is of course in the in the uh, Vinton County National Bank family, because yes. that is the home of the Vinton County National Bank, of course, the bank in MacArthur. So we urge That's everybody so to get on Thank board you. with that. Uh, Five dollars isn't much these days. That's right. Um, and so. Uh, if everybody just does that or we do it on a kind of a per capita way, 
uh, the gym will be a new floor. And we know what the concept of the YMCA is. It's not a country club. It is very much a community place. They are very inclusive. It is. Uh, they set things up to try to see that nobody is denied services or access Correct. over money. Correct. And so this is a way to support the YMCA and that effort. We'll continue to monitor that to let you yeah. know how it's going. You can also watch the Jackson Area YMCA Facebook page. They're active on that social media platform. And then, James, how was it that you – did they have a link where you can donate? I, it's been – uh, I think they might have had a PayPal link. Uh, you can just check the Jackson Area YMCA Facebook page. Okay. All they right. have all the links yeah. there. there. There is. And, and there how is to donate. And you can just like literally walk in and, and give them money. To yes, there is a link online. And I'm sure, I am certain there has to be some sort of connection through Facebook as well. Their sure. phone number is 286-7008. Okay. That's another way to call and ask for information. Easy on to that. remember. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That is a way, in a small way, you can make a difference. And if everybody takes that attitude, it will make a major difference. That's right. All right. Uh, an issue that the Vinton County Commissioners are dealing with, Jennifer, is what to do about their airport terminal. Their airport terminal oh. at the Vinton County Airport. Mm -hmm. This is a county-owned airport. A lot of these smaller airports are county-owned. Uh, sometimes there is an airport authority. There is here in Jackson County that kind of manages uh, the airport. In Vinton County, there is not an airport authority. It's through the commissioners and a nonprofit private group called the Vinton County Pilots and Boosters Association. Yep. They make it happen on the air, uh, for the airport right. in Vinton County. And uh, representatives of the association recently met with the commissioners on what to do with the terminal situation. We showed a picture here on TV several weeks ago where there were cracks in the wall. The terminal, Correct. But that's yeah. not good. When no, you have cracks we in don't the like wall. cracks in the wall. So they are doing an assessment up there now. And that is the commissioners uh, during that meeting when they talk with the association representatives. The association representative there that day was Debbie Stevens. She's the secretary. She's going to play a lead role, being a liaison kind in this whole deal with the commissioners. Sure. But that's uh, William Wellman on the left and Tim Eberts on the right. Uh, Mark Fout, who uh, normally would sit in that middle chair, he was on vacation and not uh, at that meeting. But here is the issue that's to be decided, and the assessment will help decide it. They, they know they either have to do a major repair or they're going to have to just rebuild that terminal building. And they are hiring a professional. They have hired a professional mm -hmm. to determine what their options are. You yeah. know, how much will it take to repair it? Uh, what would it cost if we had to build a new one? Now, one angle is they would like, if they possibly can, to preserve the building because it is one of the uh, original airport buildings that was built back in the 60s, mm -hmm. I think, uh, when uh, the late Governor James A. Rhodes, yep. our own Jackson County boy, he is. Gordon Colton, uh, felt that one of the best ways to develop all these counties was everybody's got to have an airport. Every county has to and have an airport. once again, this isn't just for recreational flyers. Nope. Even though that's nice, too. It's for This is for business. Business. Because yes. people with these Economic bigger, development. Right. People with these bigger businesses and plants, they want to be able to fly in, and they don't want to have to rent a car and drive from Columbus or Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. They want quicker access than that. Ergo, you know, these rural airports. And so... The Vinton County National Air or the Vinton County Airport building is one of those last buildings that was built during that airport building um, project that Governor Rhodes uh, championed. Mm -hmm. uh, at Jackson County, it had one of the last terminal buildings too until two or three years ago when they built a new terminal building. 
in Benton County, they don't know for sure, but they're thinking that this is the last of those original airport wow. terminals. Wow. Wouldn't that, that was, be cool to save it? Right. That was designed, uh, I guess, the way a bunch of them were in the smaller counties. Mm -hmm. So they feel that there's some historical significance there. Maybe some grant money available, perhaps? Well, uh, there. as a matter of fact, the airport, uh, the commissioners did get uh, a sizable grant about a hundred and a hundred thousand and plus a little bit over a hundred thousand. And at the time they got it, it's to be used to the airport. The only thing they didn't know is could they use it on that terminal building? Okay. If there were any strings attached on how you used it. When they got that money about a month ago, at that point, they didn't know. Commissioner Mark Fount, he's one man, not saying he's going to make the only decision. He said he'd like to put it towards the terminal building if they're allowed to. If they're allowed which, to. Okay. That would seem to make sense Great. to me. All right, State Senator Bob Peterson uh, made an announcement talking about grant money again that will help the uh, University of Rio Grande and Rio Grande Community College. It was a $121,723 for campus safety upgrades there at the uh, Rio Grande campus. That project is part of an ongoing campus safety grant project at the college and will be used for the purchase of security, camera equipment, cable, and installation. So, uh, I'm guessing that, you know, since this is money coming in uh, from the outside, this is something maybe that could not have been done if the college had to, and the university had to do it on its own. So right. that is certainly good news. At the same meeting uh, that's where uh, State Senator Peterson was announcing this money coming through the state controlling board, it was also announced there was $26,718 for the purchase of an ADA-compliant kayak launch dock at the Jackson Lake State Park. So um, oh, so this okay. this is a, a way to improve the boating access That's for cool. the disabled yes. at Jackson Lake State Park. You know, some people, you know, have handicaps. Some people are older. They are disabled. And getting into the water is not always a, a very easy thing at some of these lakes. <laughs> And, and, 100%. Right. You know, you know you're, you're, it's very your, humbling you're, sometimes. You're pushing it in, you're stepping yeah. down, you're getting your feet wet, all yeah. that sort of thing. You're backing your boat in. And uh, I don't know when this will be done, but I'm guessing that uh, it will be uh, installed sometime this spring in time for the boating spring fishing season. Uh, but it is an AD compliant kayak launch dock at Jackson Lake State Park. No That's doubt will be at their main dock area there. Yeah. Just to the left off 279 if you're driving from town. All right, speaking of sports, they killed a lot of deer in Jackson and Vinton counties this past deer season. That's not exactly a huge headline, but here's the thing. Mm. For the mm -hmm. first time in several years, what they call the deer harvest, they never say- The deer harvest. The deer harvest is like, uh, you know, tomatoes and potatoes. That's the high division of wildlife softening uh, the fact that you kill deer. Okay. But that's okay, that's okay. The deer harvest was up in both Jackson and Vinton counties and statewide. It had actually been down the last four or five years. And we know that one of the reasons the deer harvest is down in our area counties is the deer population is up over in other places in the state. And all these hunters that used to come here from Dayton or Toledo or Columbus, they don't have to drive as far to find deer because they're closer to home now. That's True. part of it. Yes. Some of it may also be the rules where you're not allowed to kill as many deer or you have to kill a certain type of deer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one buck or whatever. And uh, if you're interested in numbers, I'll give them to you. 
and 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 now the deer season uh, is extended. You're just talking about not that one week of deer se- gun season and the extra weekend, but you're talking about an extended archery season that yes. starts in the fall and goes all the way through February the fifth. Okay. And the deer season, uh, it's changing. Uh, it's evolving. Almost half of the deer taken now in Ohio are, is taken by archery equipment rather than guns. Interesting. I mean, it used to be far more weight on the gun oh, side. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm told by the hunters that it's much more challenging with archery equipment. But people get better and better at it. You know, you have to be a little closer. Your aim has to be a little better, yeah. et cetera, than if you have a gun. But uh, the number of deer taken through this through all the seasons, and there's also a muzzleloader season, that is, uh, for one week in January. Uh, and there's youth gun seasons where there's yes. where only uh, hunters between the ages of 14 to, to 18 can hunt, I think. Yep. But anyway, the number of deer taken in Jackson County during the 2021-22 season, and that's all the type of, uh, of weapons that you can use, 2,764 deer and in Jackson County, and that is 13 more than the three-year previous oh. average of 2,751. So just up very little. little. Bit, yeah. In Vinton County, 2,433 deer were taken this past season compared to an average, a three-year average, the previous three years, 2,309. So I know that is almost identical, but the key thing is it's a little more and it had been going the other direction. So I don't know whether that means there's more deer or what, or maybe the weather was just better because that can have a determination too. On maybe how people successful. were tired of being inside their homes and went out hunting. Well, I tell you what, that is very astute. Uh, that, that is certainly something that you can do in a, in a COVID type environment, Correct. get out in the woods and hunt. And so uh, that is uh, how the deer that's how the deer numbers look uh, this year. We had a lot of cool events happen while you were gone, Jennifer, even though it's cold and wintry and it was cold while mm-hmm. you were gone. I know you feel good about that. You got away for a good reason. <laughs> had, had one day where it was above normal, but for the most part, it was kind of cold. All right. We had Hug Your Heart Day yes. last Friday at the Parks Edge Event Center. And uh, this has always been successful. But in the two years since they've moved it to Parks Edge Event Center, I think there's a little bit more room there. Of course, the facility is new. The YMCA doesn't have to kind of shut down for a day because they're doing Hug Your Heart Day. That's right, where they used right. to have it before. But the Jackson area YMCA and Hoser Health System were the were the leaders there. And you can see a couple of photos now that Aww. James is putting up there on the monitor. You can see from that picture there how well attended it is. This was a free event for Jackson County senior citizens. I don't think they're going to check. Uh, your address either when you come no. uh, as far as all that goes. And there are some of the main people who uh, made it happen. Uh, you see uh, Tim Harvey there on the left, the executive director of the Y. Laura Baker, who on behalf of the Y is kind of the wheel on the YMCA side. Then you have uh, Florence Curtis. I believe we had her here on TV. Yeah, Flo, she yep. is the main representative from uh, Holzer Health System. Yes, And then you have uh, the indefatigable Sandy Borden there on the right. She is a YMCA board member and just very positive person all the way around. (laughs) She's always at Hug Your Heart and great attendance. Love Uh, it. But the best part about it was you had a lot of happy senior citizens. Free lunch, free entertainment, participation games, all kinds of health screenings. Yeah, free health health screenings. Health-related information. A lot of connections can be made there. But you know what? The, The kind of 
sub story there is the socialization part yes. because you know there hasn't been much of that through Correct. two and a half years of COVID nineteen and then on top of that you know because of the concern with the older population really not a lot not happening at our senior citizen centers and organized seniors event but they believed that they could have this one and they had the blessing to go ahead and do it. And it was just a great day at the Parks Edge Event Center. We'll have some, uh, we'll have some photo coverage in our next uh, edition of the Telegram. Uh, Florence Curtis put out this email to all the organizers. The 2022 Hug Your Heart event was amazing. Thank you for everything you do each year to make this best event ever for our senior citizens. We hope to make the 2003 event even better. So I tell you what, it even puts a, a spring in the step of the organizers when they see the good things that this does for the seniors. So uh, whoever, I think you, I, I don't know, maybe Shadra Jenkins back several years ago deserves the credit for getting that started. Yeah. And she was famous. She literally made it a hug your heart thing because she would hug almost every senior citizen that came in. Back when we could do that, right? Right, right and made them feel good. I don't know yeah. whether you could stop her now if you had to. <laughs> That's true. But speaking of senior citizen events, I dropped in at one last Saturday at the Wellston Senior Citizen Center. And it was a Valentine's Day dance. And they had it on Saturday, two days in uh, two days in advance of Valentine's Day, which, by the way, is today, Jennifer. Um, yeah. If you haven't so, taken care of Jamie, we, I hope Jamie takes care of you. Well, we probably need to, guys, it's Valentine's Day. And do something more than a plate of mushrooms for him. That's correct. All right. I, I got you. All right. I'll, I'll see what I can do about but that's that. that's Sonny and June Carpenter up there <laughs> playing music. And I was only there for like 10 or 15 minutes, but they were having a great time. It Good. was like Hug Your Heart Day. Uh, but a different event, maybe a different group Love of seniors, it. too, that normally uh, patronize the Wellston Senior Citizen Center. Uh, Don Souders and Bob Fout deserve a lot of credit for making that happen. And they were doing dancing in there, slow dancing, line dancing, square dancing. They had food. and, and They loved know, to dance they, in and Wellston. They had Sonny and June doing upbeat music as well. So a very, <laughs> very positive event there as well. Speaking of positive events, last Thursday... The weather gods smiled down, and we had good weather for the chocolate walk. The chocolate downtown. walk finally the got to have it. The Jackson Downtown Association, of course, made that happen. And of course, you know the chances to get a big bag of chocolate, whether it be candy, cupcakes, uh, whatever somebody might give away, was there. Uh, there are uh, there is uh, Julie Denny and Laura Zachariah there at Andrea's prom and vital. Laura on the left, I believe Julie on the right. Uh, they uh, were, uh, Andreas was one of the main organizers there. Yes. Also, Mika Muller over at Michael's Ice Cream. Uh, there she is standing by some of the treats that she had lined <laughs> up. And whenever you get a treat at Michael's, I mean, in this case, it wasn't ice cream. Oh. Could, couldn't get away with that. But uh, she had, I think, chocolate cupcakes nice. there. Nice. Uh, and I'm not sure what else she was giving away, but I know that their chocolate cupcakes was one of the items, if not... Uh, the only item she gave away. And she told me I was in her store the day after. She said it was a big success. They had a big turnout there. So uh, it could be very well that the Jackson Downtown Association will be doing more events this week yep. or this year. They call it First Thursday yes, uh, because they try to do it on the first Thursday of each month, <laughs> weather permitting. Not every month necessarily, but in many of the months, more as the weather gets mm -hmm. better. This event, of course, was uh, pushed back from the 3rd to the 10th 
because of the winter storm that we experienced. Boy, did we ever. But anyway, we hope to have some coverage of Hug Your Heart Day, the Chocolate Walk, the Valentine's Day Dance at the Welsh and Senior Citizen Center in the next edition or the next several editions of the paper, trying to show you the good part of what's going on in our lives here in Jackson County. Okay, the winter hike that they were going to do at the Lake Catherine State Nature Preserve was called off on <laughs> February 5 because Probably of the winter storm smart. on the third. Yeah, the, the trail, it might have been a little treacherous. It, it might have not been it's the con, it's, it, yeah, yeah, it's kind the of an incongruent thing. You want snow and ice out there to be out there when you're hiking. But not it can't be, that much. No, no, it can't be too bad. <laughs> Holy moly. A lot of the county hadn't dug out by then, so you can imagine what those yes. trails might have been like. But they have rescheduled it. Good. They're going to do it now on uh, February the 26th. That's... Okay. Uh, that is uh, two weeks from last Saturday. Uh, Lake Catherine State Nature Preserve from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, and it is uh, just a rescheduling of what they were going to do before. It is built as a family-friendly event that will, that will showcase the views of more of the 2,000-acre State Nature Preserve, I'm sure, via the three trails that are there. Um, I think one's about a mile long and the longest is about three miles. Mm -hmm. But I believe the way it works, you can show up anywhere from 9 a.m. to 2. I would come, you know, before 2, not at the very end. Right. And a naturalist or a naturalist volunteer will take you out, guide you on that hike, and point out some things that probably you wouldn't know That's are there. That's the coolest <laughs> part of it. Right. And uh, the frame. They show you things that you would never see otherwise. Exactly. And there is a support group that a lot of people don't know about, Jennifer, yes. called the Friends of Lake Catherine. They will have warm cocoa there. Now, isn't that the Aww. thing to have for an event like that? It will be available at the main parking lot for people to enjoy after they come back from their hike. Now, this uh, Lake Catherine has a couple different accesses, at least two. You want to go in from the Beaver Pike side. Okay. Where they have a parking lot and, and a little, uh, not a lodge there, but, uh, but a little office building where they have some displays and so forth. Mm -hmm. It is the starting point for the trails there. And so just outside town, you drive maybe no more than a mile to the right, you'll see a sign to this Lake Catherine mm -hmm. State Nature Preserve. Head out that way about a mile and you'll run right into Lake Catherine State Nature Preserve. Yes. It dead ends into it. And so I would highly recommend doing that if the weather cooperates. Yeah, lots of fun. Speaking of treacherous trails, the Hocking Hills State Park, the trails are closed for the time being. This was a bulletin that they put out oh. on Sunday, and this is due to, quote, unsafe, unsafe trail conditions, unquote. Is that all of the Hocking Hills? It says the Hocking Hills State Park. Holy so, moly. So uh, it's closed until further notice due to unsafe trail conditions, this took effect on Sunday morning, February the 13th. Okay. Trail conditions will be monitored and the parks will be reopened when it is safe to do so. My guess is there's been a lot of freezing and thawing and they've, you know, had some slides and, and whatnot. Right, exactly. And if you've been on those trails, many oh. of those trails, I mean, it's... I <laughs> they're mean, treacherous when they're not treacherous. Right, you know, you have to watch your <laughs> footing them, as yes. it is. And so, uh, yeah. so for right now in the Hocking Hills State Park, Nearby, a lot of people I know like to go there, yep. uh, closed until further notice the trails are. Check their um, websites and things like that. They, and, they and, do a pretty good job of updating. Right, and we will certainly try to let you know as well. Yep. All right, the Jackson Area Chamber of Commerce, we want to give you a last reminder. They will have a their first ever bowling tournament 
on Wednesday, February sixteenth at La Ella Lanes in Wellston. That's nice. the only bowling alley in Jackson right now. Chamber members can still register a team of four for fifty dollars. So it's kind of like a group socialization event. If your business is interested or being a lane sponsor, that costs us seventy-five dollars, and that will get you a sign on your lane for the publicity and also pay for a team of four and participation in that bowling tournament. Do you remember that we told you that the Jackson cheerleader uh, competition team was doing a Valentine basket Yes. to help raise funds for their trip to Disney? Yes. Well, they drew that yesterday, and the lucky winner is Lorenda Oberholzer. Nice. So for all those people who had bought a ticket and they're not the winner, I'm sorry, but you did help. But So the girls can make that dream once in a, that's, a lifetime that's trip. That's pretty cool For stuff. many of those girls, I'm yes. sure, to Disney World yeah. in Florida. Uh, and the, then they get to compete in a national tournament. Yes. This is also the last week for the Liberty Lane Quilting Show at the Liberty Lane store in downtown. Yeah, Several if you weeks, haven't been there, you need to check it oh out. Oh, my gosh. In the, upper, in the upper story, they have the quilts on display. There's uh, almost 20 of them. Some of them are machine uh, quilted. Some of them are hand quilted, two different divisions. Not only are they worth seeing, and Amanda Waters, who is the friendly owner proprietor there at Liberty Lane, you can go anytime during business hours and see the quilts, and you can even uh, participate in a People's Choice Award. There will be a People's Choice winner for the machine quilted quilts and a People's Choice winner for the hand quilted quilts. And the Liberty Lane store, which is in downtown Jackson at 209 Broadway Street. Uh, it is open 10 a.m. to 4 on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, closed on Thursday, but 10 a.m. to 4 on Friday as well. And then on Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1. And the display will end on February the 19th. That is next Saturday. So this is your That's last right. chance to be able to do because that. Because today is February 14th. Folks, just remember. That's right. I, 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 it's Valentine's Day. Pete has on his red shirt. Right, right. And part of that is it's Valentine's Day and part of it because of sports. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But tonight, the Wellston Board of Education is going to have their monthly meeting. And this is going to be an important one, Jennifer. I have on good authority that they're going to hire a new football coach tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we know how big football is oh, around yes. here. You know, everybody was glued to the Bengals, but they're big high school fans, too. Uh, supposedly, a new football coach will be hired tonight, officially, by the Wellston City Board of Education. Also, I understand, maybe a volleyball coach and a golf coach as well. Of course, you know, they're also in search for a new superintendent. I don't think they're ready to do that yet, but they're working on that. So our own Phil Buffington, our associate will be there to report on that, and we'll give you the news just as quickly as we can mm -hmm. when we hear uh, who the new football coach and some of these other coaching positions will be. I know we'll follow up on with interviews, too, to, to meet these people. Uh, but their meeting is tonight. Jackson City Council will have a meeting tonight also. It's their uh, first meeting since the end of January. That'll be at 7 p.m. at the City Council Chambers. Uh, the Vinton County Board of Elections is meeting today uh, at 9 a.m. They're actually meeting right now, I guess. And they are certifying petitions uh, for the May primary election. Okay. And they'll have their regular meeting right after as well. They'll be going into executive session on personnel as well. Tomorrow, the Vinton County Board of Education will have its regular meeting. And remember, they meet on a new day and time, at least temporarily. They're okay. going to meet on the third Tuesday of each month. That's tomorrow. And instead of meeting at 6.30 p.m., as they have in the past, their meetings are now set for 5 p.m. 
So, you know, if you're interested in, in attending that meeting for whatever reason, uh, it is at the administration office. Um, they call it the Board of Education uh, District Office uh, in MacArthur on High Street. Sometimes they have it at the schools, but this one will be at the district office, okay. 5 p.m. tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, the Oak Hill Board of Education will be meeting on Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. at the high school. We'll be uh, following, covering that and following up on that as well. Okay, also, um, since we're talking about Valentine's Day, uh, and, you know, Valentine's Day is associated with love, but it's also associated with candy, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so I've got a question for you and James. Okay. Okay, this outfit did a survey. I don't know how accurate it is, but they did it, and they say it's accurate. Okay. Name me the two most popular candies in America. Commercial candies. I'm not talking about types like chocolate or... <laughs> or caramel or anything. I'm talking about brand names. What's number one and what's number two? Uh, oh my goodness. Gonna, I say Reese's. Yeah, that's a good one. Snickers. Yeah. Reese's and Snickers. Reese's and Snickers. I hear from James and I hear Reese's from you. Reese's and uh, Hershey Kisses. Okay. I'm sorry. Strike, 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 strike. Oh, we suck, In James. the number one position is M&M's. It crossed my mind. I thought there's no way. In the number two possession, maybe a little bit of a surprise, but you've heard of it, Skittles. Really? Yeah, Skittles. M&M's and Skittles. Maybe it's because they're bite-sized. I was going to say Skittles, and then Jen said Reese Cups. I was like, oh, that's a good guess. Okay. All right. Now, I know COVID-19's been bad to a lot of business. And Skittles. But in the last year, candy sales have increased by 47%. Now, is there some <laughs> kind of connection between covid COVID yes. shutdowns and candy consumption? Yes, <laughs> 100%. All right. And only 4%, only 4% of Americans, according to the survey, don't eat candy in the period of a month. 4%. I think that might be a little high. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you may not think you eat candy, but there's always something you've, you've taken. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, there's a Hershey kiss on the, on the uh, counter. We, have, okay. we, we, we trap you all over the yeah, place Oh, here. this place is just a, <laughs> like, I've eaten more candy since I've been here than. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I have James and um, Jennifer, I have a basket of Reese's there in my office right now. So Pete, since that's your favorite. I thought able, we were friends, right, Pete. Please stop by. Well, just eat one if you can. Do you know, speaking of candy, and these darn girls at the restaurant, God bless their hearts. I love them all. But there is a thing now where you can just get the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. I didn't know that. They make bags of them, and it's like in the like candy. And you you can just have the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. I, I've seen the hard candy. And they bring the them to the restaurant. It's with not the message nice. on with the writing on them, but yes. I've never seen the marshmallow things. Yeah, marshmallows from Lucky Charms just in a bag. I'm like... Girls. Right. Do you remember? Do you remember the hard candy hearts that that had writing on them? Yes. Be, and you'd be like, my sweetheart. Yeah, be Love mine. You. <laughs> yeah, I hated to take a bite of those. I know. <laughs> For sentimental reasons, it's, it's just like eating. It's just, it's just like eating the ear on a chocolate bunny. I know. So, do you eat the ears or the feet first? I, I close my eyes and take a bite. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to sports now. We are we are in it officially. Yes, tournament we are in basketball. It. In it. We have already had a couple of tournament games on the radio and we're gonna have three more tonight 
That's right. Girls Tournament Action. Today on Valentine's Day. Right. T tonight, uh, the Jackson girls, that's why I have a red shirt on. The uh -huh. Jackson Iron Ladies will be hosting the Miami Trace Lady Panthers uh, on WKOV. Uh, broadcast time probably be more like 6.40 tonight. And there's only one game Jackson gets to host. It isn't one of those deals where there's several games at, at a place at a time. Okay. These are all single games. So it, that's when they will start. Game time, 7 p.m., mm -hmm. Miami Trace at Jackson. Jackson is the higher seed team, Jennifer, but they've played Miami Trace twice already. They lost to them at uh -oh. Miami Trace, and they beat them in overtime at Jackson. So this is gonna should be a great game. Oh, it's on then. All right. The Vinton County Lady Vikings went to the state tournament last year. Yes. They won their uh they they are playing their first tournament game tonight against Greenfield McLean, okay. who is a very good team in they their are. own right. And that game will be at 6.45 p.m. broadcast time on WYRO 98.7 FM. The Oak Hill Lady Oaks, who won their first tournament game last Thursday yes. against Ross Southeastern at home, they're going to have to take the long trip to Leesburg-Fairfield, which Ooh. I believe is in Highland County. They'll have to drive a while down the Appalachian Highway, yeah. I think. Uh, but that game will be 7 p.m. tonight, broadcast time 6.45 p.m. on WCJO 97.7 FM. Leesburg Fairfield okay. is who they're playing. And then uh, tomorrow on Tuesday evening, I know I won't be here on TV to promote this, but the boys tournament will start and it will be the Oak Hill Oaks against the Wellston Golden Rockets. Oh, at you're Wellston, kidding. In tournament play? Two local teams playing wow. each other. The good thing is somebody's got to win. <laughs> yeah. and, but the bad thing is one yep. of them will lose for sure. Uh, but that game will be at Wellston on WCJO broadcast time about 6.45 p.m. Okay. And remember, it's one and done in tournament. And so yes. if you win, you know, you keep getting excited and the stakes get higher, the crowds get larger. And if you lose, you know, you're putting your uniforms away and that's right. all that's left is the banquet at the end of the season. But on Friday, the Jackson Ironmen will be playing at Fairfield Union. They're going to be playing the higher seed team. They will be the underdog. That's a long trip. And that will be on Friday, and that game will be on WKOV starting about 6.40 p.m. And then the Vinton County Vikings, the boys' team, Coach Matt Combs, will take his team north on State Route 93 to play Thornville-Sheridan. Okay. So we know we've already had two tournament games. Our Wellston girls lost on Thursday to Adena. Okay. So they're out. But everybody else is still in. Three of the four girls' teams and all the boys' teams will start later this week. Every tournament game will be on Jackson County Broadcasting Company radio stations. That's right. Uh, I know it'll be hyped on the radio. We're telling you about it right now. We've got ads in the paper. I'm sure Matt McKee is talking about it on his morning show right now. Got it. So this is the place to be for tournament basketball uh, for all of our four local teams. And, of course, you know about the cycle search. We've talked about that. I had that on the stack. That's and right. remember. You're not looking for the vehicle. You're looking for a key packet. That's true. And right, but that's easier for us to hide. It is easier for us to hide, and um, it will be a packet, like taped up and sealed and a packet. So, right, right. And it and, will be marked. And I think I'm safe in You'll saying. You'll know. I know. I'm, I think I'm safe in saying this because this has been a problem before uh, when people are looking for it, and, you know, they don't know for sure where it is, and they're following the clues, and they're making guesses. It's not going to be on private property. 
Correct. It's going to be on, in some area where there is public access. Where you're allowed to be. <laughs> where, where you're allowed to be. We're not yes. going to. We're not going to put you. We're not going to send you to a to the second story of the hayloft, some barn. <laughs> Sheriff somewhere. Ted Frazier comes to, to to whisk you away. It's a I, sad I, joke. I remember one of my one of the funniest cycle search things was that somebody somebody was uh, reading the clues and they climbed one of the fire station towers looking for it. And now that may be a public facility but we won't do that to you no we may not, be a little tricky but we you won't, don't we have won't. to risk your life no. to <laughs> stay down off the water towers and the fire towers. no so no so right now it's not going to be on the cambrian roof or any place like that don't worry yeah and, and you're exactly right not on private property it will be in a public area somewhere Hey, Phil Buffington went up on the roof of the Cambria when they were repairing that elevator. Yeah, well, uh, and get up there. But I don't think he was looking for the key packet. (laughs) Crazy, I tell you. But yeah, don't forget that Honda Suzuki Polaris Can Am of Jackson cycle search along with Total Media, um, giving away a KO250 dirt bike with an accessories package. So there it is. Thank you, James. And you have the opportunity to win that. And all you have to do is listen here or on the radio or many of the other places where you can listen to um, hear the clues every day. Right. I'm, I'm sure that one of the places you can hear them is on uh, uh, the morning show. Um, That's right. Uh, Matt and the morning show. Mornings with Matt. Matt, Matt and the yep. morning crew. That's yep. what he calls it. Right. You got it. And, of course, today's... Um, uh, sponsor our Coles Furniture and Hammond Hardware, so I want to thank them again for that, and we'll be telling you more clues as the days go on. All right, we will do that. Yes. Sweet. Another another reason to listen. That's exactly right, and we're not going to tell you what time we're going to tell you those clues either. You just have to listen. So there you go. All right, well, Pete, thank you so much for spending the morning with right. us. Great, it's been so great, fun. Great to have you back, girl. Well, thank you, and uh, we we missed it uh, here, believe it or not. And uh, I have a few adventures to talk about sometime when we have some time, but uh, okay. I won't bore you with the details today. So have a great day, everyone. We appreciate you for tuning in, and we will be right back here tomorrow with more on The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV. Thanks for watching.